director and i'd say gym rat i'm gabby dunn i'm a writer bicon bisexual icon host of the financial show bad with money which is available now uh and i i need a new car did you just use our podcast to plug your other podcast yeah it's That's called cross marketing, cross baby. promotion cross promotion just between us is a podcast about brutal honesty female friendship and completely unsolicited advice nice so you need a new car yeah i need a new car everything broke at once which is kind of what happens yeah you've had a real go of it i have thank you i have haven't i you have i'm wondering i don't even know if i want to get into this you always do no, I don't know. I'm wondering if I need to go to specifically a trauma therapy situation. Oh, you should. Why not? I know. I've been reading a lot about it, and I think I think whatever's going on now isn't working. Okay. I'm reflecting a lot on my past. Uh-huh. It hasn't been good. Right. So how do you get rid – how do you let go – how do you get rid of it? How do you let go of it? Yeah, maybe you can see someone who specializes in trauma. I know. Maybe they'll do hypnosis on you. Have you ever been hypnotized? No. Here's the thing. I, I think that that's what they do for people a lot to activate them as spies without them knowing. <laughs> okay. What? Back up. What? So I would never, ever let a therapist hypnotize me without a loved one observing it. Because? because I don't know what they're going to implant in my brain. Because you think it's like it's like Winter Soldier, like Captain Absolutely. America Winter Soldier? Not every time, but enough times. So your concern would be that when someone said a specific word – you would be activated into a super spy. Correct. And that's bad? No, now that you're saying it, it sounds good. But, you know, what side is, am I on? I could be on the wrong side. What, what's the right side? Justice. And what's the wrong side? Um, evil. Okay. Money. Okay. Um, like any sort of discrimination or oppression. Got it. Well, okay, I don't think a trauma therapist is going to hypnotize me into being a Russian spy, but I do appreciate the thoroughness of your concern. Um, I just I just don't know how to relax. Yeah. And I don't know how to not be obsessed with um, bad things that happened in the past. And here's my concern, my other concern. If you get hypnotized, what if I'm protecting myself from memories and then I get hypnotized and I remember stuff I don't want to remember? Well, maybe then, maybe you're holding that trauma in your body, and then once you recognize that it is something that happened, you can work through it and release the tension. I know, but I think I've lived a very long time protecting myself. From what kind of memories? Well, if I knew, what I are would... the What are the things that you keep thinking about? Um, Childhood stuff. Well, so I'm back in Al-Anon, mm-hmm. um, which for new, for those new listeners, I grew up in a, a, a alcoholic addict home. Um, I know that that probably wasn't obvious from my personality and the way I carry myself <laughs> and everything that I've ever said and done. Um, but so I'm so I'm in Al-Anon, which is like for people who are affected by alcohol and have addicts in their lives and stuff. And I think I think that things I think I've like just whitewashed like my entire childhood and I don't remember a lot of things. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I know you. Well, you had severe mental illness. Okay. So that, so see, like there might be. Yeah. I don't know what good would come from 
unpacking all of it, though. I know. That's the problem. But would I sleep better if I did unpack it? Yeah. I wonder if the more recent traumas are what are are irritating you more, though. Could be. I also feel like I don't um, dive deep enough into my past. Like, I think something happens and I I try to forget about it immediately. Do you do that? Uh, Yeah. Right? Like, as soon as something bad happens, I'm like, let me forget about this right away. Yeah, but I'm not having, like, for me, that mostly means, like, career stuff. And, like, there's no good about, like, me, like, ruminating in how nobody wants my TV show. Sure. Oh, I'm talking about, like, other, like, just, uh, I don't know. Just, like, uh, other traumas, I guess. But I feel like you've been processing your breakup. You haven't just, like, forgotten about it. No, I haven't forgotten about it. But there are aspects of it that I think have really uh like i think are are cutting deep do you think it would help you to remember your childhood no you just are like you know what that's a wash i think that any any efforts on my part to try to reconnect to the person i used to be would only be detrimental instead of focusing on who i am now and what i want to be in the future but i'm worried that i can't get there unless i i figure out what what's wrong but we also had very different experiences where a lot of your issues were external and mine were internal that's true so. I think about that a lot, that, like, you had, you had like, a great situation. Like, your parents are great. Everything's great. But, like, you had still had internal, uh, like, severe problems. Whereas, like, I was maybe would have turned out. If I had had your parents, I would probably be president. If I had your parents, I'd be dead. Well, we solved it. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of that, we have a book coming out. We do. Uh, it is a YA novel called Please Send Help. That is a sequel to our original YA novel, I Hate Everyone But You. And that one was a New York Times bestseller, so we have a lot to live up to with this one. Yes, so please pre-order that now. It's called Please Send Help, which is accurate for everything that we're talking about right now. This week we have a very exciting episode. We're going to be asking Gabby's ex-boyfriend, Josh Gondelman, some tough questions. Later, we'll also be discussing how to make friends as an adult in our topics segment. But first, hit it! International question! International question! International question! Nadia! All land, islands, slash Finland. Nadia has a pretty interesting question. Here we go. I hope it's interesting. Well, I picked it. Yeah. So you have to pretend that it is. I love it. (laughs) Hi, girls. This is Nadia from the All Land Islands, slash Finland, an island between Sweden and Finland. My boyfriend and I were on and off for around three years, but have now realized that we're made for each other and want to work on our problems and have a future together. Okay. I'm in love and really happy, but my friends are not. They hate him. (laughs) My boyfriend and I had a really unhealthy relationship before, but it is healthy now, and my friends will not accept my decision to be with him. They say, we just want you to be happy, but have stopped asking me to hang out and barely answer my texts, and I feel left out. What should I do to make my friends understand that I can love him after e- after a bad past? Should I break up with my friends? Hmm. Interesting. This one blew me away. Yeah. Because it is so fucking tricky. And I yeah. feel like I've been both on both sides of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, I'm trying to convince myself that my relationship has turned around and that, like, everyone should be supportive of it now. What kind of bad past? That's That's what's very interesting and that i wish she had explored more yeah because i think that there's just like you know toxic behavior of like codependency Mm -hmm. and jealousy and like fighting and breaking up and getting back together and then there's 
emotional abuse, cheating. Physical abuse. Right. Yeah. Like, so uh, it's hard for me to, to answer this question for the specific scenario without that information. Yeah. So on to the next segment. No. <laughs> I wonder, also, like, we've been on the side where we've had to, we've decided to sort of slightly ice someone out if they continued to be with someone who was abusive in the hopes that they would leave that person because they would realize they were losing all their friends. Right. The other, and, and that was only after, let me say, that doesn't work at, at, as a first thing. Right. That only works after you've explicitly been like, you have to leave, you have to get out of this. Like, that's not the first step. Because the first, because I, the abuser wants them to be isolated. So don't do that right away. But I understand the friend side of like we don't want to be around this guy. Mm-hmm. We can't, so we can't be around you when we're when you're around this guy. Also, it's really hard to even like people that you've dated. Let's say like you're my best friend, right? People that you've dated, you. you go, you go, oh, they did this one thing, and then you're like, no, no, it's fine. I, that sticks in my head. Yes. I will think about every time I see that guy, I think about the one thing he did. And maybe you're over it. But for some reason for me, I'll be like, yeah, he seems nice. And then my brain will go, but remember that one time? That's why I think if you're going to talk about your relationships with your friends, you need to tell you good things too. Mm-hmm. I think like there's a an instinct to just share the bad things because that's the stuff you need to like talk through with someone. Mm-hmm. But like it gives people a very skewed idea of what your relationship really is like. Mm-hmm. So that's why like you have to make a point of like, and he also did this wonderful thing. And mm-hmm. here's a fun update of what we're doing and having a good time together and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I think also like, when you're in the relationship, you forget easier because you're like day to day with this person. You're acting loving. They're mm-hmm. hugging you. They're kissing you. You're having sex, whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like as your friend, I've got a in my mind when you date someone, I have a tally and I'm like, they better not hit this number. Otherwise, they're fucking out. Would you have ever stopped uh, being friends with me for staying with somebody? It it depends on how toxic they were. I mean, you and I almost stopped being friends because of a guy. Yeah. So, like, it depends on how— To clarify, it was Gabby's guy, not my guy. My ex-boyfriend, yeah. So how—not the one we're going to talk to today. We didn't (laughs) know each other when I was with him. But so, like, you know what I mean? Like, there there was a situation where I was being taken away from you. Yes. And— at a, and you were in it, in it, in it. And then at a certain point, you also gave up and were like, yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. She wants to be with this guy, so fuck it. And I think that's like what is happening here. So I I wonder if she's able to forgive easier. Because as the friend, I do not forgive. And I do not forget. Well, I think that I think that it's worth having a conversation with your friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's worth explaining your side of it and kind of saying what you said to us. That, like, you're moving forward you've figured out how to have a healthy relationship and and then kind of give them whatever evidence you have that it is a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and then let the the cards fall where they may mm-hmm. and either your argument will be convincing and your friends will understand or they'll see through your bullshit and probably need some distance because it is hard to see someone that you care about being in an unhealthy relationship. And I don't know that you want friends that are enablers. Like I don't know if you want friends who will just be who will just never say anything and be like, oh, yeah, like, he seems great. Oh, yeah, I love it. Like, you don't – because then you only have friends who are yes men. I have I, I have been ruminating a lot on my college relationship. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about it a lot. And that was an on and off situation. And uh, and uh, so on and off to me is also a red flag. Yes. Um, Why? 
<laughs> um, because I don't like this whole, we can call it off. Oh, no, we're back together. Oh, we call yeah, it off. Like, it you're so quick such, to call it off. There's also severe instability there. Mm-hmm. And, like, immaturity of, like, one fight, we're done. Mm-hmm. And um, And so calling it, so, like, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I had a lot of friends that were around at that time and that witnessed some stuff that was not okay. And they never did anything. They remained incredibly diplomatic. And later I said, you know, why didn't you guys step in? And and it really severely damaged my friendship with this one girl who at the time was my best friend because she was like, well, it wasn't my business and I and I didn't want to take sides. But like, Oof. But like if you're witnessing – and I've talked about this before. But if you're witnessing like physical abuse – like, it's not a matter of taking sides. Right. So you might be, Nadja, you might be lucky to have friends who are that concerned about that you concerned, and also not yeah. going to just, like, let you behave in a certain way or continue to put yourself in harm's way and, like, sit back and be, like, cool with it. Oh, my God. Dude, if you had seen anything that he had done, anything, if you had seen one of the things, and even if I was a stranger to you, Allison, you probably would step in. Right. There were certain points where... Like he and I would break up and get back together and people would just be like, fine. And there and I think if I was thinking, too, like if I knew you, then you would have been like, absolutely the fuck not. But I, you know, it's been tough for me because I do like to say what I think. And Mm -hmm. I do like to I I do err on the side of protecting my friends versus overstepping. Mm -hmm. So I do overstep. But you do. uh No, you do, but like, but like, I uh, for certain friends, it's been made clear to me that they don't want that, mm-hmm. and like that's that's also hard because it's like okay, so let's sit back and you know not in abusive situations because then I wouldn't I I wouldn't care and I would keep overstepping, yeah. But in sort of like these, I don't know if he's the right guy for me. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sort of in the middle, like meh, blah blah. You right. know, years go by, years go by, like. That's kind of tough to see, to, like, not be able to say to your friend, like, hey, I don't think that's actually normal or healthy. Yeah, we talked about on the channel um, uh, where someone we had on the channel as a guest said that they saw their friend and the friend's girlfriend was being, like, verbally abusive and they didn't say anything. And I was like, no, it's well within your rights to say to your friend, hey, man, I don't like how she talks to you. Right. Or, like, if they get back together to be like, okay, well, I guess if you're back together, let me just say that I don't think they should talk to you the way that they talk to you. And if I see it, I'm going to point it out. You would point it out in front of the of the significant other? I don't know. Because, like, you and the way – I mean, we've had him on the show, Dan. The way you and Dan spoke to each other was, like, very jarring. My ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know I, – I, but that seemed to be how you both communicated. Which was unhealthy. Yeah. Absolutely. But it was, like, very, like... Well, I think ours was... Yeah, no, I can't... I mean, I can't imagine... So if you got back together... To my partner the way I spoke to him. And how he spoke to you. So I think if you guys got back together, I would be very concerned about, like, how do you speak to each other? Well, we've become friends, more like friends since then, and have spent, you know, significant time together since then, and we don't speak to each other that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but and that's I think, a, and I think that that would like really bump for me if we talk to each other like that now. Yeah, but there's a difference. Like, if you got back together, like in a relationship, it would be like, okay, it, it, is this how they talk to each other in a relationship? And that would be a red flag. Like, I would be like, I need to keep an eye on that. Absolutely. I think also if your friend acts completely different in a certain relationship than they do in any other relationship or in any other like interaction with mm-hmm. their partner in a negative way. It's it's fair to say that to your friend to be like maybe this person isn't bringing out the best side of you. 
Also, there's so many people in the world. Why do people break up and get back together and break up and get back together 45 times? Like, just find someone else. Oh, come on. You know it's hard to get over people. I guess. They're so, but it's just like, ah, like it seems like that sh- that's your clue. But v- until very recently, you were hoping to get back together with your ex? With the girl? Yeah. Um, That was like your whole plan. Yeah. I wanted to get back together. So we're all hypocrites is the moral of this story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you're in it, you're just like, you're in it. I think it's so funny that, I think it's so funny that we just like took her friend's side. Yeah. Yeah, Like I bet Naja was like, oh, they're going to tell me that I got to like tell my friends to like support me no matter what. And we're like, no, no, your friends seem chill as fuck. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, because I, I, I don't know, man. I hope that, I hope that this is the truth and that you and this guy are madly in love and everything's fixed. But how often is that the case? How often does a good relationship cause you to lose all of your friends? Bingo. Fucking bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Well, if you want a zinger like that, submit your international question to justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. That's justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. Stick around after this beautiful break for tough questions with, that's right, Josh Gondelman. Welcome back to Just Between Us. It's time for the juiciest, most scandalous, controversial segment known to all of podcasting, Tough Questions. Usually I don't believe you, but today I do believe you. Today it's going to get real tough, real fast. Do you want to introduce our esteemed guest? Yes. He is a comedian, writer, supervising producer on Jesus Amaro, which is on Showtime. He's also a self-proclaimed year-round iced coffee drinker. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, you know that. He is also, I think, my favorite ex-boyfriend. Josh Gondelman! <laughs> hey, thank you. Hey. Wow. Definitely. I shouldn't say I think. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Because oh, yeah. what else are we working with? Not much. Yeah, exactly. We got to give the listeners some background. How old were you when you guys dated, Gabby? Okay, we met, I met you at, what is that Irish? Sally O'Brien's. Sally O'Brien's in Boston. And you were doing stand-up. And I had show, you were hosting an open mic. And you were doing stand-up. I was doing stand-up. I came to the open mic to like sign up. Mm -hmm. And you were the host of it. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in the back. And I watched you do stand-up. And I was like, well, that's the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, she had just woken up from a coma. (laughs) An 11-year coma. And her parents were Mormons, so she didn't watch any comedy before that. She never laughed. Yeah, it was her first time laughing. You always remember your first. This is a good feeling. I'm going to chase this. This is like crying, but like the opposite. Yeah, I was 21. Uh, and, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with him. So then I went up and I was like, going to try to talk to you. And you right away were like, I have to go home. I have to cook for my girlfriend. I did. Oh, you had a girlfriend. I did have a girlfriend. girlfriend. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And I was like. How old were you? I was 25. Okay. So we're really young in this story. Yeah. Yeah. The whole story. We're very young. I was in, well, he grew up in Boston and I was in Boston because I was in college. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck that girlfriend. And, uh, and then... He probably was. Yeah. Nice. And then I... <laughs> Sick. We became... <laughs> tight, bra. Cool. And then I... <laughs> we just keep doing that. <laughs> Dope. For like an hour. 
then what? Then we were friends. Then we were friends. Just in the open mic circuit. Yeah. No. Yes. And, and we hung out like a couple of times, just like being friends. Yeah. Oh. And the whole was, time you had your eyes on him. Oh, I was never trying to be friends. Why would I hang out with someone if I wasn't trying to have sex with them? And that stands today. Um, <laughs> the, the two of us are here being your friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, but we've both I, been the target of her advances. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a we one- persevered. <laughs> you yeah. You came out. You came out clean. And then what happened? Then I moved to New York. Yep. And then you came to visit me in New mm-hmm. York. Still had that girlfriend. No, we had yes, broken. you didn't. No, yes, you came and you had drinks with me in New York. Oh, but I wasn't coming to visit you. No, you came. You came to do like shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hung I'm out. A comedian. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a stand-up comic. Sick, Sick. tight, <laughs> <laughs> dope. Um, and so, so then we went for drinks, and then we were, and then we were in a cab together, and then I tried to get you to come upstairs, and you were like, "No, I still have a girlfriend." I oh. don't remember this part, but I, I believe you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that's stupid. And you were like. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, um, it's not. And I was like. How long had you been with this girlfriend? Like Almost years. Almost two years. Like years. Wow. Did you love her? Yeah. Yeah. But would you, ha- do you think your relationship would have ended when it did if you had not met Gabby? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I, yeah, it, it had, was running its it, course. Yeah, it was, it, our relationship was running its course, as you said. Why? Why? Yeah. I think we wanted, we were in different places in our life where I think she was ready to have a more stable domestic partnership. And I was like a frantic careerist maniac idiot. Got it. Yeah. That's the, that's what we had in common. Mm -hmm. That's like what drew us together was we were both just like ambitious um, assholes. Mm -hmm. As we know, Gabby's been on a journey of development of Mm -hmm. her personality. As have we all. We all have. And I think that the time she was with you was maybe some of the worst time. Sure. Personality-wise. Like, yeah, personality-wise. Yeah. And so I would just love to hear what your experience was like with her then, you know, what it was like to date her, what advice you would have given her. Ah. What advice I would have given her. Yeah, what, was, what, what was wrong with me when we were together? Well, I know what was wrong with me, um, which is that I was like a um, – terrified uh, townie who mm-hmm. had accomplished nothing and and we lived very far apart for a lot of the time that we were dating which mm-hmm. made me very anxious mm-hmm. not through no one's personal fault I would argue maybe my fault I don't I don't think that the I think that there was an added element to the distance yeah. that was not about your personality it was that it was like the just the remoteness. I feel like I was somehow equal parts obsessed with you and also completely dismissive. Yeah, I think that's true. And I don't I know how that, that worked out. I mean, I we know how it worked out. No, no. <laughs> we I we broke up seven years ago. <laughs> I know, but I just mean like how how it was true that I was like obsessed with you and also just like seemed like I could leave at any time. Sure. What did that look like? What I, did that look like? Well, I, I think truly, and this is, I don't mean this as like, diagnostic. No, you're fine. But it felt like when we were dating, um, there was so much you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so much you wanted to accomplish and so much you wanted to experience in the world. Mm -hmm. And that like, aside from the fact that we liked each other very much, I was otherwise, I felt to you like an impediment to that. Oh, interesting. That was, yeah. That's that part. makes sense. Yeah. Which, like, I think is probably true. I don't think, like, I, I would say that you were 
right in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I think I was dealing with like with like wanting to see women and date women mm-hmm. too and also like but I but I I think you've got you've also gotten so much more confident. Yeah, I think that's true. when we were together. But that's- and I never thought of you as someone who had accomplished nothing. I thought you were like so like cuz you had at that point you had one laughing skull. That's true. which is a comedy festival in Atlanta, so that had mm-hmm. opened doors for you. Yeah. And um, we were both writers, mm-hmm. and we were very competitive. No, you were very I competitive. I was very competitive. Okay, I was very competitive. So we were both writers, and we were both kind of fighting for bylines, and you would often get the byline first. Occasionally. And I was not a good partner in that I would be furious. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so what like, what were you getting out of the relationship, John? I, I mean, sincerely, I think Gabby is an excellent person and, like, super fun and dynamic and cool. And, like, so we had a great time hanging out. And in a bigger picture thing, I think Gabby is really, like, motivated to be like, I want this thing and I'm going to figure out how to have it, which is very inspirational to me. I'm from Boston where, like, you don't realize that things can be good. Does that make sense? You're just kind of like, things are how they are. And if you want something, you, like, pine after it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then... You start a fire that kills your family, yeah, and then you're sad. <laughs> That's like you, but you had ambition. I think a lot of it was like we love to talk shit. Yeah, you and I love to talk shit. Yeah, and can just like get very in the weeds about like what we want and yeah. why don't we have that and how are we going to get that. It's it's ambitious. a mean. It's not it's not like a mean in like wanting to cut down friends or like backstab no, people. No, no, it's a it's I. Because you say mean, and we've talked about this before, because the last time, I think the last time we hung out in New York, we just, like, stood on a street corner and talked trash talk for, like, 40 minutes. for, like, minutes. an hour. Yeah, truly. Yeah. It was, like, at 14th Street. But it was, like, it. there was, like, a determination and, like, a um, just a very much, it, it was, like, I want to do these things, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm mad at people for not letting me do them. That's how we both feel all the time. Yes. I think that was, like, one of the reasons that we we worked together was because we were both just like, we deserve this. Well, I think it's also, <laughs> like, a good part of our enduring friendship is yeah. that, like, uh, like, support for one another's, mm-hmm. like, ambitions and talents. I'd now like to turn the conversation to monogamy. Sure. So... <laughs> You two were in a monogamous relationship. Part, yeah, for some part of it. I would say mostly, yeah, yeah. mostly. And then you are historically polyamorous. Yeah. So what was that like? Hard. Yeah. It was, I think it was stressful for me. And I'll be, I, I felt, and yeah. this is an I statement. You, you're being very kind. You don't have to be. I'm not a monster. You are my friend. But you yeah, have. Yeah, you're not on the show today as her friend. You're on the show today as her ex-boyfriend. That's a great, that's a great distinction. But I'm, I'm being, I'm trying to be like, I mean, this was a long time ago. So I have no like anger about any of this or like frustration. Yeah. Uh, my life is very good. I have a, a, a loving wife. Yeah, and a pug. And we have a pug. Yeah. Um, Josh turned out great. I know. And I want to take a lot of credit for that. (laughs) I know you do. I I feel like a lot is maybe misattributed. (laughs) I feel like, like, okay, you break up with me, you're going to get a wife, you're going to get a pug, you're going to get Emmys. And that's the Gabby Dunn guarantee. How many other people 
have since been married and don't have worry a pod. about it. Okay, don't worry about it. I'm just saying, guarantee is a word with a definition. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I think it was hard because I think there was like an ongoing conversation about the parameters of our relationship while we were dating. Always, always. That's true. Always. And but I think that like the there were like guidelines and boundaries. That, like like what? It would just be like, well, if you're feeling this way, if you're like feeling like let's start monogamous and if you're feeling like you need to uh be with someone else then like let's talk about it and we'll figure we'll cross the bridge when we get to it Mm -hmm. and then you would be like so about yesterday (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i was like you're being so gentle it was literally like you being like hey don't fuck people we know and i'd be like i hear that and then I would just fuck someone we know. Mm-hmm. And then I would go, um, so here's what happened. Yeah. And so you would tell him yeah. when you broke the rules. Yeah. And how would that how would you react to that? I would feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not bad enough to leave? No, I mean I think some of it was like some of it was I mean, a lot of it was just like wanting to be like, hey, look, it's 2011 we we all we're all trying to figure out what relationships look like and what works for different people everyone's chill yeah you were trying to be i was trying to be chill and in a lot of ways i am chill and then in other ways i think like they i probably am not Mm -hmm. and so i think i was just like trying to be accommodating and like open-minded I think I felt like if I was like well this is I'm mad about this and this is wrong that I was not being like open-minded and I was being like very square about things oh well you were right but wasn't she cheating on you yes right and you were trying to be open-minded I, it wasn't like about a that? constant thing it, yeah. this was like this happened like twice once I think yeah once or twice yeah in different in, in like different uh, phases yeah. of the relationship. Yeah, different scenarios. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's, and, and like, but that that's on me for being like, you're just not being cool, but like, I was being a bad person, right? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But like, I, I think that there was like a lot of, I think like, we, at the, especially at that time, we were like very, our, what we needed from relationships and partners was like very, uh, was not compatible. I know. That doesn't mean that, like, your relationship needs are less valid. I think we just, like, didn't have a... Compatibility. uh, Like, a blueprint for a relationship that worked for both of us. And I think there are ways for people to... Like, there are ways to have compromises of all sorts in relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, we just were not uh, able to do that. I think we're both very young and, like, didn't... didn't, Yeah. We're not able to... um, Communicate. Yeah, able we to could communicate, not communicate and didn't and didn't have the skill, the tools, even to go like to like have the self knowledge of like this is what I really need. Yeah, and like to and then to communicate that. Mm-hmm. I think is really it's really tough, and it's like a thing that uh, that takes a long time to to get to. So what ultimately led to the breakup? I don't know. Um, you, I remember when we broke up. It was um it was right before Passover because you were gonna come <laughs> yes. to have Passover with my parents. And um I was we lived near each other in New York and you were like, Hey, come over and I was like, Do you want me to bring you a breakfast sandwich? And you're like, No, and I was like, 
that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, I came over and you broke up with me. Yeah. I Here's what I – who was my soft pitch? Was that you were like, you're going to come to Boston for Passover. And I was like – um, actually, you know what? It just seems like, I, it just seems like maybe I shouldn't this year. And oh, you right. were like, okay. Like, that I was tried like the day before, like, though. Yeah, I tried to like softly yeah. be like, I don't want to. Which is like, I think if we had just broken up then, I would have been like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But like, when you were like, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then like a day later, I was like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Yes. This all makes sense now. It's all squaring. Was and then, it surprising at the time? Um, not really. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then how long until you guys became friends again? Right. So that's what I'm wondering. How lo- how long until cuz we weren't I bothered you, but we weren't friends. I I think well, I mean, like I think it that just turned into us being friends again I know. eventually. I don't think there was a, a gap. Like I feel like there wasn't a huge gap of but us not talking. There were like little periods where we like wouldn't talk, but yeah. it wasn't like well, I mean, in my recollection, there would be times where it would just be, like, less um, – like, we would have less to say to each other. Yeah. And I think we were still, like, working through the breakup stuff independently, even though we were dating other people. Yeah. Um. So it was, like – you know, it just, like, wasn't as comfortable to, like, be in close contact. But, I mean, like, I remember – I mean, like, this is this didn't make it into your book, uh, but this is the story I always think Are you of. talking about the towing the car? Jumping the Jumping car. Jumping the car? Yeah. Please tell this story. So, this is so indicative of what a fucking asshole I am. No, I, I was, uh, it was maybe not the most considerate. We, um, so I lived, I forget why you were even, because it wasn't at your house either. No, O'Brien lived, O'Brien lived on, um, whatever I could say his last name, I don't care. He lived, uh, like, 20 blocks from you. Okay. All right. All right. I thought he lived somewhere else. Okay. Her next boyfriend. Yeah. Next boyfriend. And you guys were, you had to go somewhere. He had to go to the airport. He had to go to the airport. And you, you called me and were like, my boyfriend's car, uh, battery died. Will you come jump it? Oh my God. And we had been broken up three weeks? Maybe. Four weeks? Maybe. It was less than a month. It was quick. Oh yeah. And I had a new boyfriend. And I was like, don't you know any other person. (laughs) (laughs) And you, and I didn't. And so I came and. And I also knew you would do it. Yeah. And I did it. And I didn't realize there was that little time. Oh, it was was like three weeks. And he came and they like did the whole bro, like, hey man, hey man, nice or whatever. Yeah. And he came and he jumped O'Brien's car so that O'Brien could drive to the airport because we were like on a time crunch. Mm -hmm. And then, do you know what, do you remember what happened? Of course not. No. What? You don't remember? This is my favorite part. You, you, like hugged me to say goodbye and you were smiling and, and you I said whispered, never do this again no you whispered in my ear I'm gonna hit you with a truck one day oh that's so funny <laughs> and then you pulled away still smiling and then he you left and then he went oh he was so nice and pleasant and I was dying laughing that's so funny and he was like why are you laughing and I was like I can't even explain that's it so funny and then and then you texted me never do this to me again yes I, that part <laughs> I remember I forgot saying I was gonna hit you with the truck which I think I stand by as a bit wow <laughs> and then and then I um, like when I was like and so Gabby was a nightmare right and you were like no really <laughs> well you said when we dated <laughs> oh when you dated right after i think i was a bit of a nightmare when we dated there too. were there were nightmare per- periods i think yeah i mean like i also like i don't want to put this on you because i was not the right boyfriend for you and so like i certainly want to i i don't want to make it sound like i was like the the right guy and you were like uh 
you know, intent no, on destroying me. No, it was very mismatched yeah, from the jump. Yeah, it was very mismatched. What has it been like to now be in the relationship that is a right, the right match? It's terrific. It's the best. Um, there, my wife is wonderful, and uh, I love her so much, and I like hanging out with her all the time. And it's but the like, best. when did you realize, like, oh, this feels different? This feels right. Well, I mean, I I have. I have dated more than two people. I know, so but you know, you've, only, like, you've only married one. That's true. And, and I think that's my personal high score. That's, <laughs> and that I never hoped to beat it. When I was in a position where I, you know, when I was dating and I would be like, do I want to be with this person? My rubric was like, do I want them around? When I think about doing something, do I want them there mm-hmm. with me? Uh, if I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to Los Angeles for a week to do work stuff or, oh shoot, I have to drive a couple hours to visit. I promised to visit a friend's baby or mm-hmm. whatever. And, um, just a cool baby with his own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that, and that was like the, the thing, like Maris just checked that box so uh, unfailingly, mm-hmm. including at like some really tough times, you know, through deaths in the family and uh, my family, and uh, and it's just like always. I'm always like, oh, she should be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, you, you guys make a lot of sense. Yeah, which is great. It's very good. It's yeah. the best. You did great. Thank you, Allison. I, I hope I wasn't too. You prying. did great. Oh, no, me. this is the premise of the show. Yeah, I felt like um, Barbara Walters. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else I love? What? What's that? America's favorite game show. Oh, get ready to play. Hypotheticals. Ooh, okay. Okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with hypotheticals, but basically we're going to play a couple different games where I give you a scenario and then you tell me what you would do in that scenario. Great. And then I say probably why you're wrong. Okay. I love this game. Wonderful. So the I will also feel that I'm wrong. So, like, we are on the (laughs) same page. Great. Great. So we're working together here. (laughs) Um, So the first segment is called, Would You Stay With This Cheater? Okay. Pretty apt. Um, All right. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I've ever said apt out loud. How did it feel? Felt wrong. Yeah? It felt snooty. Apt? Oh, sure. Yeah, apt. Here we go. You find out your significant other of four years has been having an affair with the woman who regularly cleans your apartment. Pretty nice since she changes the sheets right after. Uh, Your significant other claims they were only doing it because the woman cleans the house for free as a result of the sex, and you're a neat freak with a lot of student debt. It's economical. Would you stay with this cheater? Wait, I'm a neat freak with a lot of student debt? Yeah, yes. and so your oh, okay, partner okay. Was, says that they were doing it so that you could get house cleaning for free to help pay off your debt. And also help you because you're a neat freak. Right. Like, I, they wouldn't do it for themselves. They were doing it as a service to you. <laughs> I think I don't think I could stay with this person. Although, I think their rationale is convincing. I just you feel... You do? Uh, I mean, I'll take it as an excuse, but I, I certainly... I just think that if that's the kind of way we're financing our, um, we're financing our home and care, also that they're not telling, like, so they're making financial decisions without you. If we're partners, that like her, my student debt is her concern. Um, I think like maybe we don't, you know, this this is my money. I can let's talk about it together and how yeah. we can resolve this together. It's, okay, it feels infantilizing to that because they don't think you can take care of your student debt. Yeah. And so that's really the main problem we're having here. <laughs> well, I mean, the cheating is the main problem. Yeah. But the this, I think the excuse is that is not convinced. I, you know, it's a great try, but it's I'm not convinced. And okay. it's and it's rude. It's I think it's rude to you, and it doesn't show that you're good financial partners. Says me, host of Bad with Money, available now. 
All right. Well, just so you know, your house will never be that clean again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the so, best cleaning woman so, this side of the Mississippi. There's a Seinfeld about this, right? Where he's yeah, he's, he stops he's, cleaning the apartment though because they start having sex. Right. Okay. Moving on. Our next game show is called "Is This Person an Alien or Just Rude?" Oh, okay. So these are one one round game shows. Yes. Yes. I love it. It kind of changes week to week. Allison, I love your flexibility and I love your innovation. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, here we go. A plumber you've never hired before comes over to fix your sink and politely asks you to make him some dinner because he is starving. Something fresh, not microwaved. When you do it, he praises your cooking and is very thankful. Is this person an alien or just rude? Just rude. I think just rude. Yeah. How does he know you can cook? He's, oh my God, you know who this is? A fucking serial killer. Because he's been, because he, so I guess he's rude. Because he's just been <laughs> I guess, yeah, on the you. rude alien he spectrum. Asks, he asks you very politely and then serial he's very killers thankful. Are, oh, no, serial killers are always charming person, and polite. I'm going to just, I'm going to give you a clue. He's not a serial killer. So he's an alien? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait. <laughs> are you in Milwaukee? No, on his planet. Oh. When you go to someone's home, you, you offer them food. I feel like this could very easily happen in like uh like Belgium or Korea though. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I think there are places on earth where that would not be uh out of the question. But it's just not my custom. Between asking and being offered and accepting. True. That's yes. True. Asking is what is the giveaway. Is what that makes this it alien. Alien. And, okay, alien. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, but I feel I, that. Uh, if I have people like the movers and stuff, like I'll, I, I'm like, here's water. Here's yeah, totally. like a offer. Snack. Yes. No. Oh, okay. That's I see. different. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be like, do you have any uh, pop tarts? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I have so many. Welcome to my <laughs> pop tart you know? closet. Because <laughs> they're stalking you. Be alert. Constant vigilance. Wait, you would have to stalk someone so much to know they're good at cooking. No, you just watch them through buy their window. Right? Watch them buy groceries. Watch them through their window. Watch them cook. You would know they cook, but you wouldn't know if they were good. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You go and out then, to their garbage maybe, at night, eat the leftovers. Maybe they murder you if you're a bad cook. Oh. As like punishment. No, this alien is actually peaceful. If they were stalking you enough, maybe they punish you by murdering you if you're bad at cooking. Right. But they're an alien. They're is an the alien. Answer. Yeah. And they, and they are very peaceful, but they do take you back to their planet. Against your will? Yes. Why to that, make I, to make you be their plumber? No, so that you can cook for them. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm an idiot. That feels. Um, I wouldn't call that peaceful. Like that sounds like kidnapping. Yeah, but like imagine like it was more just like a guilt trip. <laughs> it was like, oh, you don't want to come back and see another planet? Like, come on, I'm uh, not no other human yeah, has no ever other come. No other human gets yeah. to see this planet, and but, you're like, we're gonna die without you. We need you. Please come save our planet. Okay, so it's like coercion. Yeah, coercion. They're, they're for not sure. physically like bringing me in. Okay, right. still bad, but I get it. But he fixed the sink. <laughs> well, why does it? Yeah, why does it matter? I'm in space now. <laughs> Okay, our final show. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Are you a horrible parent? Oh, yes. I love this one. Here's the scenario. If I'm a parent, I'm a bad one because I have no idea where my children are. <laughs> <laughs> Your socially awkward teenager can't find a date for prom. So you tell them to pretend to have an autoimmune disease and make a heartbreaking post about it on social media. They instantly get a date and get laid for the first time. Are you a horrible parent? Yeah, wow. for sure. Well, let's well, not jump to conclusions. I have jumped. <laughs> Here's I, the thing. I'm open to your wrong arguments why I'm wrong, but I'll hear you out. I don't like the idea. I don't like lie a lie to get sex. 
So that's where you lost me. Well, but, no, they're not having they, the the kid and the date hit it off, and then they had sex. But still, it's but based gee, on that. But they went on this date on a false premise. Well, guys, and also it's um it was one of those fancy proposals, and it's a famous Hollywood actor. So yeah. he duped like Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis. It's Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mother and wife, Mila Kunis. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, I think if it's just like he makes that post and then he just becomes so popular, but like there's no romantic involvement or any specific person being duped, then I think great. You're an innovative parent. The kid doesn't think that they have it. Oh, got it. But the twist is they do. They oh, do. Shit. Wait. Yes. So wow. Yeah. This okay, is the parents good, good like parent. kind of letting the kid know, but without really. So telling they the gently parent. broke it to them. But how are no, they? No, they're, they're like, why don't you pretend to have yeah. this disease? And then the kid's like, wow, my life is so great with this disease. And then, and then like, the parents like, actually, you have it. You have to. You have to really <laughs> prove it to people. So you have to take these kind of take uh, these medicines. Um, yeah, yeah. Go to this doctor. Immunosuppressants. Oh my god. Then that. Then uh, you're the best parent. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That. Then you are a good parent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Real one eighty there, huh? That is game changing. <laughs> I feel like this that part is relevant information that I would have needed before making a good decision. Well, welcome to the fucking show, dude. If this you're is- a good player, you don't need that. Allison, I don't mean to read too much into this, but this is a nightmare quality for a person to have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to say to your ex- your favorite ex-boyfriend, Gabby? No, I'm just a big fan of you. I'm glad that we're friends. Likewise. I think there could have been uh, many points in which you could have been like, fuck off forever, and you didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did tell you I was going to hit you with a truck. Yeah, you've said mean things to me, but I kind of just water off a duck's back. You yeah, know what I mean? I that's kind of am like, you and everyone else, bud. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'd be so mad if someone else hit you with a truck. I'd be like, that's my friend and my bit. <laughs> Where can we find you? Oh, my gosh. I'm right here. <laughs> um, I am uh, – you can find me at joshgondelman.com. Uh, my album, Dancing on a Weeknight, is available. You can go there or you go to blondmedicine.com, which is the record label, if you want to order it on vinyl. It's an hour of stand-up comedy. And then my uh, book just went on pre-order today while we're recording this. Um, and it's it's called Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. And I'm in it. You I'm, are in it. I'm but, written about in it. But oh, your name's wow. not in it. But my parents who had never heard the story that's about you were immediately like, oh, we read that one about Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you check that out if you're a fan of Gabby. <laughs> You'll know immediately which one's me. I think that's probably true. And that's available. You can find it. at uh, That will also be on my website soon. But it's um, Google it. It's at harperperennial.com. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. And stick around after the break for topics with an X. X, 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 X. We'll be talking about making friends as adults. So sad. I love, <laughs> I love friendship, guys. We know. Your favorite podcast. It's time for topics. X X X X X X X X X X X X. It makes it sound like I'm saying sex at a certain point, so that's fun. That's what keeps the listeners tuning back in, baby. I hope so. I think I hope people are tuning in because we are two sensual sexual beings. Bring in the flirts and the boners to your ears. Do you not want to do this with me anymore? I don't know. Okay. So today's episode is more lighthearted. It's how do you how do you make friends as an adult? Yeah, how do you? You're good at it. Yes, so here's the thing about me is uh, I love friends. (laughs) You love friends the show and you love to have friends. Exactly. Um, But I 
struggled a lot growing up maintaining friends、mm-hmm. because of my personality and behavior. Sure. As a kid, you weren't great to be friends with, is what I've heard.、Yes. And then as an adult, you made more of an effort to be a good friend. I argue gr- much better at like friendship, reaching out and like asking than I am. And yet,、um, you felt like you had to try really hard to do that. Well, yeah, I think that, but I think that that's okay. I think it's okay that friendship takes some effort. As like, an adult, definitely. Absolutely. Because I think there's some people who's just like friends with their high school friends or their college、mm-hmm. friends. And it's Which just... is like a friends, like friends from high school and college are like friends you made in jail. Right. Like you're just friends with them because of like proximity. Exactly. And then, and then when you are an adult, you finally get to like choose who you want to be friends with based、it's、on where、so、you、exciting. live. It's so exciting. Or like what activities you want to do.、Um, but people find that overwhelming because it's not like, They're forced to see someone every day, so they're their friend, or it's not like their parents got them together for a play date and now they're friends. It's like, oh shit, I actually have to be like, nice to meet you. I am so and so. Would you like to enter my home? Exactly. And also, you have to figure out what you want in a friend. Yeah. And like, what's acceptable? Like, what kind of behavior you're going to tolerate? What kind of behavior you, you're looking for? And things change. Like, I was, when you met me, I was like a party girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're wild. I was a party girl. And, and so I had all these friends that were like just like、uh, drugs and drinking friends. But then, like, I, that stopped being what's up. And then now my like friendships are so different. I'm not friends with any of those party people anymore, really. Yeah, I think it's a big thing、uh, to think about what that friendship brings out in you.、Mm-hmm. And like, is it bringing out like maybe an immaturity because you've been friends for a while? Or is this person challenging you in a new way because you're meeting as adults and they're、mm-hmm. coming from a totally different background? And the party friends encouraged a lot of, there was a, a blase, like it was uncool to care about stuff. Mm. And so I often felt like because I still cared about things, I didn't fit in.、Oh. But like, just be friends with people who care about stuff.、Exactly. Those are better people. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, one of the best advice I can give about it is like, be open and honest about the fact that you're trying to make a new friend. Yes. Like, instead of like feeling like creepy and weird, be like, oh my God, you're awesome. Can we go to lunch and become friends? Yes,、and、you do that a like, lot. Yeah. Just sort of make it like silly and fun and like put your agenda out there instead of like, Being intimidated or afraid because, like, a lot of people want friends.、Mm-hmm. And they like, you know, in the same way they like to be romantically pursued, people like to be pursued for friendship.、Mm-hmm. If you don't overdo it, you can't overdo it. Yeah.、Um, I know a lot of people just from being involved in the queer community. And the more that I got out there and got involved in something that was something I was interested in. So, for instance, like, if you're into theater, if you're into like sports, if you're into like whatever you're into, music, like, go and get involved in that community. And that's how you meet people who are like like minded and like the stuff that you like. But the only reason I know any straight people is because I've mooched your friends. Yeah. I bring in the straights. I took your friends from you to make them my straight friends. <laughs> I mean, I think that also, like, understanding that adult friendship is going to look different than college friendship,、mm-hmm. where, like, you're probably together all the time and, like, eating together and hanging out together. And, like,、mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, like, much more familial, whereas, like, adult friendship can take longer to actually feel like you really know the person.、Mm-hmm. So that's why I really encourage one, a lot of one on one time up front. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that you have like that time to, like, you know, like figure out what is this person's history? What are they, you know, where are they from? Like, what's going on? This is why I thought we were dating. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were like, we got to hang out alone. We got to talk in depth about our lives and get to know each other. 
like there's also going to be levels of friendship mm-hmm. and like that takes that took a while for me to learn because my only ideal friendship is best friendship right you <laughs> want everything you want intimacy you want like being together all the time mm-hmm. but there are friends like i have friends that i'll just go to the movies with oh yeah and you, but it's you not won't like even speak you, we don't talk <laughs> no but like we're friends but it's not like you know we'll just like go to the movies and then it's not like we're gonna I'm gonna go to them if I have something like intense going on unless right. I it's like hey do you want to hear this uh, 45 page theory about how this movie is about the moon landing here you go you know what I mean right so yeah d- friends can fit different voids in your life mm-hmm. and I think that I've had friends that I start out with a lot closer to and then they sort of like for whatever reason become more of like a a less close friend but mm-hmm. you know we still see each other but it's not it's not the same and right that's a hard thing for me often um because you want people just to maintain the same high level of intimacy friendship at all times yes right but it's as a little I'm, demanding it is <laughs> but as i'm getting older i think i really really wanted that in my 20s because mm-hmm. i you know i live across the country from my family mm-hmm. and yes i've been in and out of relationships but i haven't been like really living with a boyfriend mm-hmm. other than those tragic three months when I was 23. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, He's alive. He's alive and probably doing much better without me. Yeah. Um, and so I, like, really needed that, like, extreme closeness. And now, as I'm, like, approaching 30 rapidly, I, I feel like maybe I don't need it as much. That it's, like, okay to, like, see my friends less and not constantly be texting with them. And, you know, like, I don't – I feel like I have um, more of a sense of um, – being solid on my own. God, I'm the opposite because I'm single right now. Mm, yeah. And so I just want to talk to friends all the time. But I've always had friends that I, I text with throughout the day, Gondelman being one of them. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's I – t- I'm really putting a lot of value on the people that I've known for a long time that have mm-hmm. managed to stick around. Right. With new friends, I get very – I get very nervous, but I, but I, I guess like there's been people that have, I've known in the background and then they've become closer friends. Right. So it's not random. It's someone that like we knew kind of, and then all of a sudden it's now a person that I see in text all the time. And it, you know, I, a lot of times it can kind of take off and then fizzle out. And then fizzle out. That I happens know. constantly. Like I, I have, know. I've pursued many a friendship where I'm like, ooh, this is going well. She's right. Gonna, she's going to enter the inner circle. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. But you kind of just like dating, friendship is a numbers game. Yeah. So you can't let that one incident or those seven incidents discourage you because then on the eighth time you meet someone who becomes hopefully your bridesmaid. People are always like, our fans are sort of young somewhat, and they're always like, oh, I wish there was like a Gab to my Alice, and I wish there was an Alice to my Gabby, whatever. And then, but we met, I was 25. Yeah. Like, I was already like in my mid-20s when I met you. Like, I, like, and then people go, you guys must have known each other since you were kids. And it's like, no, we met when we were like adults. Right. Because again, we were more fully formed, so we had a better sense of who would be a good friend for us. If you read our resumes, you wouldn't be like, these two people should hang out all the time. You know what I mean? But yeah. then it just like... It worked. But it's also hard to, to realize that like, I, I think I got to a place where I was like, oh, this is my friend group and this is great. I, I maintained my friendships. And then in the last few months, I've lost a few friends or friendships mm-hmm. have shifted. And, and that's been really kind of like disheartening in a way because I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god am I gonna lose all my friends the way that I have throughout the years but Mm -hmm. I have to like remember that like we're entering a new life stage where like 
people people are shifting, you know. They're getting married. They're getting into, like, serious relationships. Right. Or they're getting divorced or whatever. It's like – And when we have kids, that's going to, like, completely change dynamics too. And mm-hmm. so – I think the best thing that you can do is just make sure that the people you care about know that you care about them. Mm -hmm. And that almost matters more than, like, the amount of, like, face-to-face time or how often you guys are texting. Mm -hmm. But just, like, letting that person know, like, hey, I know maybe I haven't seen you as much recently, but, like, I'm thinking of you. I care about you. Mm -hmm. And I'm always going to be here for you. And then, you know, probably when your schedules align a little bit more, you'll see them more in person. Yeah. I mean, to make new friends, yeah, you do have to be explicit about it. And you do – um, I do think you have to come up with things for you guys to do also. Like, I don't know. I like talking, but sometimes it's, like, better if you're, like, if you have some sort of activity that you can bond over. Like mini golf? Laser tag. <laughs> bowling. I'm glad that you've listened to an hour of this podcast just for us to recommend laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess that our takeaways from this topic. Laser tag. The laser tag. Take a bath together. Make your make your intentions known. Yeah. And know that there's going to be a lot of hitting and missing, but it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've made a lot of really good friends uh, to you, like, in the last couple years for yourself. Oh, absolutely. And I think I have, too. Yeah. I, I don't ever think that there's a point in your life where you just stop making friends. Yeah. I think you should always be open to new people because you never know how, how they'll impact your life in a positive way. Yeah. All right. You guys know that it's now everyone's favorite time of the show where we have our producer come in and rate us. Our senior producer, John, is on vacation. But we have our wonderful other producer, Kristen, coming on in to help us rate the show. Welcome, Kristen. So you've been you've been here the whole time and nobody knew. I like to be a stage mom behind the scenes, just like cheering y'all on. I'm yeah. really proud of you all. And feeding sometimes us, you do take us photos of us. I was going to say feeding us Mountain Dew so we perform. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> wow. Uh, so how did you think we did this week? You all did fantastical. Ooh. Uh, yes. And I would rate this episode five out of five friendship bracelets. Woo! Wow. Yeah, 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 oh, wow. yeah. Guys, we should all get friendship bracelets. Uh, what is your favorite part? I think the through line for this entire episode was about growth. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the main point of each of these conversations and interviews and topics was about giving yourself space to grow. We're always in a constant flux with ourselves. And when you reflect in hindsight, you always have a better understanding of all the shit you were going through before, mm-hmm. whether that's in a romantic relationship or in existing friendships or trying to navigate being in a French, being in a relationship mm-hmm. while also maintaining friendships. Mm-hmm. So it, I think, comes back to yourself and, you know. Always pushing forward. Pushing forward. And I just want to state again that I am a different person than when Gondelman and I dated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much better. Yeah, and you would never do that And now. he's not mad at me, so... You really won. So I think, and I made him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you all rate the episode? I rate it five out of five slam dunks. And I'm going with six out of five nasties. Yeah, nasty. six out of five. Six out of five. Nasty. Wow, nasties really take it off. For me, just, just personally. For <laughs> um, what was your favorite part, Allison? I loved grilling Josh. Yeah, had you always wanted to? Oh, of course. I mean, that's a lifelong <laughs> dream. Because were you just so curious about this person who had put up with such bullshit? I was curious about the how he handled the cheating, and it was interesting that he felt like he needed to be more open-minded. I know. Which is a very bizarre reaction. It's, I know. It's challenging when you're 
reflecting on who you were before. Right. You know, going back to that through line. Mm -hmm. So there's this kind of diplomacy that comes through or this grace Mm -hmm. that comes through where you're like, well, I don't know. Yeah. He would not not put up with that shit now. No. It was just like a point in life, I think, where – he was like, what's this? A tornado of a human being? I'll bring that into my life. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think I think he just was like, this is the zitch. Right. But or now maybe, he's maybe so... felt like he needed to expand his comfort zone and then figured out, oh, no, I actually don't need to do that for another person. Yes, completely. Like, yeah. my comfort zone is fine for me. It's actually great advice. He, def- he thought of himself as not cultured or, like, mm. you know, he mentioned being a townie. And so he thought, like, that he needed to just be more cosmopolitan to be with me. And then he realized his boundaries were totally fine. Right. So that's, that's a great beautiful. lesson for people to learn. Yeah. Um, Seven out of five nasty. <laughs> oh, it gets higher. I enjoy, I always enjoy, are they rude or are they an alien? Thank you. And uh, finally, what did we all learn? Oh, if your friend's relationship, what did you say? If your relationship makes your friends go away, then you should not be in that relationship. Something like, is it a healthy relationship if you lose all, it makes you lose all your friends? Yeah, that was like, th- put that on a throw pillow, bitch. That fucking right? sunk into me. Thank you. Well, I'll email merch right after <laughs> yes. this. Not, that piece of advice knocked me out of my chair. Right? What I learned is how to make friends. I struggle with making friends as an adult. We're your friends. You want to oh, be friends? We, oh my gosh. I, I did surreptitiously acquire your phone number. So That's true. <laughs> I know. Okay. You kept being like, oh, I'll text her. And I was like, why do you have her number and I don't? I don't have boundaries. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I'm very flexible with boundaries, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> okay, I mean, if this is a formal offer of friendship, I do accept. Yeah, so. we tried to, tried to get John to do mushrooms with us. He doesn't want to, so. Oh, so are you guys? <laughs> yeah, we're just. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have some sober friend time, don't yeah, you Yeah, bowling, laser tag, that all sounds like so yeah, much fun. Acti- activity day, let's plan oh it. Oh, my let's God. Get it on the books. <laughs> okay, now this has become my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Just Between Us is hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabby Dunn. Thank you to Josh Gondelman for being our guest. Our engineer is Brendan Burns. He also composed our theme music. Our producer is Kristen Torres. She's sitting right here. Hey. (laughs) Our senior producer is John Asante. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Just Between Us is a production of Stitcher. I like this lady energy we have going on right here. Even Sugar's bringing it. Sugar is a fucking lady, let me tell you. (laughs) She shit all over my house yesterday. (laughs) Stitcher.